Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel any time. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. Oh, shit. Hey, y'all. Y'all already know it's your girl, Ash. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Black Girl Interrupted. So, I know y'all are probably trying to figure out why is this girl wearing two-tone, two different color lipsticks? So, first and foremost, y'all know it's Mental Health Awareness Month. So, hold on. Let me get my micro. Let me get my little microphone together. Let me get my whole life together over here. All right. So I'm wearing two color lipsticks, one pink, one blue for Miscarriage Awareness Month. So blue for boys, pink for girls. So that is what we are talking about tonight. But y'all already know before we even get started, let me tap in. Let me see how everybody's doing tonight. Y'all know I got to do my mental health check-in. So drop in the comments and let your girl know how y'all feeling tonight. It's Tuesday, one day before Cinco de Mayo. What y'all doing tomorrow? Who got some tacos? Who got the margaritas? Y'all let me know where the liquor at, baby. I'm trying to be wherever y'all at. Y'all let me know. Let your girl know. Let me know. But drop in the comments. And so, before I even get started, I do want to say thank you to everybody that tuned in on Sunday. Um, Sunday night, I did an episode on suicide. Um, and in the process of me discussing suicide, my daughter came to me and told me she was cutting again. So um, to give you guys an update, my daughter is good. Um, we are just waiting with the therapist. So y'all keep praying, you know, pray for my daughter. Y'all pray for me. But I really appreciate all the love, all the support. Um, that you guys have shown me and you continue to show me. So, um, shout out to my boy Dex. Man, let me tell you. He, Matt, and Dre are the hosts of Breaking the Stigma. And I had the pleasure of being on their show last night. So, shout out to Breaking the Stigma. Shout out to Dex. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to my BFF, Dre. Y'all tune in with them on Monday nights, 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook. They are on YouTube and they are on Twitch. So tune in with them. Very, very, very informative conversations. Lots of laughs. I had the pleasure of being on their show last night. And again, I do want to say thank you for having me on the show. And don't forget, y'all are coming to my show real soon. Y'all are coming. So we're going to collectively get together and, and we're going to do something. So... Hey, Kim. Hey, sis. That is my girl. She has her champagne conversations 
go follow her on YouTube. She just is new to Clubhouse. Go follow her under her name, Kimberly Latisse. So y'all go show my girl some love on Clubhouse. Show her some love, y'all. Show her some love on YouTube. Go run her subscribers up. Very, very informative, interesting conversations with her as well. And she will be coming to the show. She will be coming on Black Girl Interrupted, so I'm very excited about that. Absolutely, Dex. You guys are so amazing. I had so much fun on the show last night. I promise I did. I had a ball. I had a blast. Yes, I did. Oh, yes. And they and don't forget, Breaking the Stigma will be on other streaming platforms. We are working on that right now as we speak. So y'all go subscribe to them right now. Right now. I don't give a damn what you're doing. Drop your chicken, whatever. Wash your hands, whatever you're doing. Go show my boys some love. Breaking the Stigma, Monday nights, 7 p.m. Central Time. Yes. Oh, you already know I'm going to give you a date. We're going to collectively get together so we can all do one episode. Because like I say, I definitely want y'all on in June. Because I am doing something special for the Black Fathers. So I'm very, very excited. And Kim, girl, no problem, babe. No problem. Any love. You know, I'm, I'm here to support. Anybody, I want to see everybody win. You know, anybody that knows me, y'all know, support is free. So, again, I don't have to continue to tell y'all what lipstick I have on tonight. Y'all already know. Colors by Quiche. Y'all already know. I have on blues and A-list. So, go run it up. She got some sales on her lipstick. So, y'all go hit up. It's Mother's Day. Hurry up and get them orders in. You know, y'all should have been ordering last week so they could have been here in time for Mother's Day. Uh, but again, y'all already know. Colors by Kish. Mm -hmm. And I'm really feeling it. So y'all keep dropping in the comments. Let me know how y'all feeling tonight. How's How is the week? Been? Well, you know, we're only two days into the week. But how y'all feeling tonight? How y'all feeling today? Are y'all ready for Cinco de Mayo? You know, let me know. Oh, yeah. Shout out to my girl. Tans Boutique. I have my shirt on. I can't breathe. I will drop the link in the comments so y'all could go order this shirt. So everybody, like I say, y'all know I do my mental health check-in. Um, so as I'm waiting, like I say, everybody's tuning in. Y'all know we working on CPT, but hey, it is what it is. Um, I do want to let y'all know Oh, hey, Dre. There go my BFF, y'all. That's my my best friend forever. I love him dearly. I appreciate all the love and support that he gives me, too. He's absolutely been a, a dear to me in regards to everything that I've been going through. And he always comes through in the clutch. So shout out to you, Dre. Also, Dre is a part of Breaking the Stigma. Again, Dex, Matt, Dre. Tune in with them on Monday nights, 7 p.m. Central Time. Breaking the Stigma. YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and they are coming to all your other streaming platforms very soon. So before I jump into tonight's conversation, y'all know this is, this is like therapy for me. So today made two months since the death of my father, since the day my father passed away. And today was a real hard day for me. Um, I didn't even want to get out of the bed, you know, so... Y'all keep praying for your girl. Y'all keep praying for me. And 
every day, you know, one day at a time, one day at a time, every day gets easier, you know, but I take it in stride. I really honestly do. Like I say, this has become my therapy session. You know, I love you guys. I love the love that you guys show me. Um, I do want to let you know, Sunday is Mother's Day. I will be doing a Mother's Day special. So please, I'm going to post my email again. Please email me pictures of you and your children, you and your mother. If your mother is no longer here, I don't care. I still want a picture because I want to shout out. I want to shout your ladies out. I want to let you know that um, I love you ladies. You know, I know we're mothers 365, 24-7. And, you know, we only get one day out of the year that they recognize us. Oh, Lord Jesus, what happened? I don't know what's going on with this. Damn technology, it does the most. Let me see where it went. I'm so sick of technology. I'm still here with y'all. Let me see, am I going to come back? Come on now, stream. There we go. Stream y'all be doing the most. But um, I just want to, you know, take the time out and recognize you mothers. I know you may not hear it enough, um, but you guys are doing a fantastic job. You know, we as mothers, we have uh, a big task that we take on every day. You know, we make sure the kids are fed, they're big. We make sure the house is taken care of. We make sure our husband or girlfriend or significant other, you know, wife, whatever, your sexual orientation is we make sure that they're good, but we tend to get overlooked. So as mothers, I do want to shout y'all out. I do want to recognize y'all. So please, please, please let me go ahead and drop the email. It is blackgirlinterrupted1 at gmail.com. So please get those pictures into me. Um, like I say, I do want to recognize you ladies. I do want to shout you out. And let you know that y'all are appreciated. So y'all keep tapping in. Let me know how y'all feeling tonight. I want to know what, you know, like I say, it's mental health awareness. So y'all know every episode before I even jump into anything, y'all already know. I do my mental health check-in. So talk to your girl. Let me know what's going on. How y'all feeling today? What's up? What's going on? You know? Are you going through something? Do you need a hug? Do you need a, a text? You know, like I say, y'all saw what mental illness looks like firsthand. You know, having that conversation with my daughter on Sunday um, was absolutely eye-opening. And that's why I tell people all the time, stop thinking that mental illness is not real because it really truly is. And it really does affect the black community. You understand? So um, I want to push to remove the stigma um, off of mental health. It's okay to see a therapist because you see a therapist, it doesn't mean you're crazy. So remember that. Always remember that. Hey, Levante. I'm good. I'm good today. Um, as I said earlier, you know, it's been two months since my father passed away. Um, so today it, it started out a little rough for me, but it got easier as the time went on. I had a conversation with, um, a young lady whose show I will be on tomorrow night. <laughs> and um, she really um, helped to pull me through to get on, you know, through the day. Um, one day at a time, one moment at a time, one, one second, one minute at a time. So um, shout out to everybody. Oh, there she is. And that is, her name is 
Christina Nelson, baby. Go follow her on Instagram, Robin Robin Paris M-U-A. So Robin, that is R-O-B-Y-N Paris, P-A-R-R-I-S-M-U-A. Uh, so go follow her. So check in with us tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We're doing a sister talk tomorrow night, and I'm absolutely excited. I'm so elated. I cannot wait um, because this is exactly what we need um, in this day and time. Yes, she has just dropped her IG handle. It is Robin, as I stated, R-O-B-Y-N Paris, P-A-R-R-I-S-M-U-A, and that is her Instagram handle. Um, she has a organization called women of empowerment so y'all go check her out go show my girl some love like i said she absolutely came through for me today in the clutch um and i thank you for that i absolutely um thank you for that that is exactly what a sister circle is um you know be that shoulder to cry on when that person needs it so again y'all check us out tomorrow night on instagram 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Great conversation amongst some beautiful black women. So y'all holla at us. Hey, Steve. That is what you, I do tell you that. That is exactly what your therapist says, okay? <laughs> so whatever, Steve. Thank you for tuning in, and I love you. And again, there is Miss Christina's handle. She is from New York. She lives in Florida, baby. And I love her, her energy, her vibe, everything. First time having a conversation today and we absolutely gelled. We vibe today. So again, I'm definitely looking forward to being on her show tomorrow night. Oh, and there go my little baby. Hey, Edwin. Hey, my love. I miss you. That was my bae, y'all. That was my Comcast bae when I lived in Atlanta. That was absolutely my darling right there. And I'm so glad I reconnected with him because I so missed him. He's such a sweetheart. Yes. And Miss Robin, no, no problem. Like I said, no need to say thank you. I just do exactly what we're supposed to do as black women. And that is um, empower, encourage, uplift, support. That's exactly what we're supposed to do as black women and black men. Um, so start supporting, you know, support is free. You know, um, one thing I do want to say is when we, when we support these black owned businesses, stop asking for discounts. I just had to throw that out there really quickly. You know, don't ask for get discounts. You know, when you go into Macy's and, and Target and Walmart, you don't ask for discounts to them. So don't ask for discounts from us. Support all your black businesses. Please do that. Please do that. Again, it costs nothing for you to share, like, subscribe. It takes nothing away from your day to show someone some love. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what we have to do as a community in order to come together is we have to start supporting one another. Because if we don't, who will? If we don't, again, who will? So, and don't forget y'all, let me say this really quickly. Shout out to my, my friend who introduced me to Dogecoin. Man, come on and I needed to hit that dollar. So Elon Musk, y'all don't forget, tune in. He's going to be on Saturday Night Live Saturday, 
So I think Dogecoin is going to hit a dollar this week. I think it's going to hit a dollar. Go ahead. Because I need the money, baby. Definitely need it. So y'all keep tapping in with me. Drop in the comments. Like I say, I'm still doing my mental health check-in. I want to know how you're feeling today. Um, If you're not having a good day, y'all already know. Hit me up. You know, send me a message. Send me a DM. Call me. You have my phone number. Call me. We can talk. We can laugh. We can cry. We can do it all. Understand? Um, Y'all already know what Black Girl Interrupted is about. Y'all know Black Girl Interrupted is about um, creating a safe platform for women and men to come and unpack those suitcases. So y'all already know what's up. So don't be scared. I don't bite. I do laugh. I do cry. I do all of that with you. Y'all know I'm the biggest baby in the whole wide world. <sighs> y'all know it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and let's jump into tonight's conversation. Tonight we're talking about miscarriage. So before I start, let me say this is May, Mother's Day. So every topic for the month of May will be in regards to motherhood. Um, tonight we're talking about miscarriage. Um, Thursday night we will be talking about stillbirth. Um, a lot of you may not know that black women um, are ranked the highest when it comes to infant mortality. We are the highest rank when it comes to the amount of miscarriages and black women dying um, in childbirth, um, I believe we are 43% higher than white women. And that has happened within the last two years. So it's very imperative um, that we discuss these topics in regards to black women. Um, you know, like I say, we're going to, we always have uncomfortable conversations on Black Girl Interrupted, as y'all knew. Um, so I wanted to bring this to the forefront. Um, because again, these are conversations that we don't have. Um, and I want to continue to push these conversations. I want um, to keep bringing these types of issues to the forefront so they're not forgotten. Um, so without further ado, yes, ma'am, Miss Kim. Absolutely. She says, amen, amen. So like I say, miscarriage, give me my baby back. Um, I've had two two miscarriages. Um, and my baby girl, Chase is my rainbow baby. Um, so, um, it's a hard thing for us to deal with as women. You know, we go through enough, you know, with our bodies. So to carry a baby for a month, two weeks, even six months, you know, and, to get that far and for the baby to pass, that's very difficult for us to deal with. Um, Y'all already know I, I come with videos um, to open the door for us to have this conversation. So Miss Kim says she had one in high school and she dealt with it alone. Wow. I want to say to you, I know where you've been. I've been where you are, sis, twice. You know, and it's not a very easy thing. Like I said, we as women, our bodies already go through enough. And to be able to have a baby inside of you and you carry your baby, like I said, even if it's two weeks, two months, you know, six months is very difficult. So 
y'all already know I'm going to hold off on the comments for just a moment. Um, I do have a video, a short video um, that I want to play for you guys in regards to uh, black women and infant mortality. So. All right, in Health Watch Now, a new report published in The Lancet is looking into how miscarriages impact women and society. UK researchers analyzed data from 4.6 million pregnancies in seven countries. They found that the risk of pregnancy loss for black women was 43% higher than white women and stressed the current approach to miscarriage care must be improved. We want to bring in Siobhan Quimby. She is a professor of obstetrics at the University of Warwick, co-authored the study and is with me now to break down these findings. Thank you so much. I know you are busy, so we really appreciate you squeezing this time in because it's a really important conversation to have. Let's go through the list. What did this study reveal? What are some of the potential causes of miscarriages and, and how is it defined? Um, so miscarriage means the loss of a pregnancy before it's viable or before the pregnancy could live outside the womb. Um, and then there's lots of things that contribute to, your, to having an increased risk of miscarriage. So things like being overweight, by smoking, by having other medical conditions that aren't controlled. There's also more specific things like um, having blood clotting, uh, for, um, intensive blood clotting. We also found that pollution actually increases miscarriage, which is a, a quite an important consideration in today's industrial cities. Yeah, I, I found the list of uh, contributing factors very fascinating. You expect, you know, the health of the mother or the father to be a contributing factor. But then these outside factors like pollution, like stress, can we talk about some of the external factors um, that contribute to a higher rate of miscarriage, particularly when we're talking about black women? Yeah, so the finding that black women were at increased risk of miscarriage was actually a surprise to the researchers. It's something that hasn't been highlighted before and something that we really need to understand more about. So it's a, a big question. Why on earth you know, are black women more at risk of miscarriage? It seems, it seems uh, difficult to understand. So all we can suggest is perhaps they have more of these risk factors. And we also think that maybe there's some social factors in certain societies. So I work in the UK NHS where healthcare is free at the point of delivery, but we still have a problem with black women being reluctant to uh, attend our services or, or access the services. So this is a complicated mm. thing between physical and social factors, and it's something that we really need to get our head around and really uh, make things better in the future. Yes, this is a conversation that we have been, you know, having here in the U.S. about uh, black people and access. You know, there's all this talk about, you know, encouraging people to get the vaccine. And the conversation has been about vaccine hesitancy, but not enough about vaccine access. Can you find your way to a clinic to get the health care that you need? Um, the Lancet report also found that women who suffered miscarriage from all ethnic backgrounds are more vulnerable to long-term health problems. I think this is a game changer because I think there's a tendency um, to sort of forget about the miscarriage. If a woman has a successful pregnancy, then the miscarriage is treated as a separate health issue from her past and everything is okay moving forward because she had a successful pregnancy. What can you tell us about these sort of long-term health implications? 
Yeah, um, thank you very much for raising this. This is a very important uh, point. So the first long-term health in implication is, is one on your mental health. So we found that about nine mm. months after a miscarriage, in fact, 20% of women are suffering post-traumatic stress disorder. So the, the mental health aspects are really important. So it increases anxiety and depression, and actually there's even increased suicide risk in people who've suffered miscarriage. So, so that's, that, that's the thing that needs addressing immediately. Long term, we've also found that people who had a lot of miscarriages were increased risk of diseases like heart disease, strokes and thrombosis. So that means that having a miscarriage is like a warning signal to really make sure that the rest of your health is, 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 is as good condition as possible to then try and reduce these factors. So the point of our series is to say miscarriage really matters. It isn't something that shouldn't be talked about or should be hidden away by society or stigmatised. Every miscarriage is an important event in someone's health health status it should be looked at any things you can do to reduce miscarriage risk should should be put in place it is something you should seek doctors help about you should seek healthcare advice because that not only affects the miscarriage it affects um, future pregnancy your mental health and your long-term physical health Mm -hmm. So at this point, almost everyone must have known someone who's had a miscarriage. I, I've known several women who have had miscarriages, and particularly if the miscarriage is early on in the pregnancy, there's sort of a, a mild dismissal. It's sort of like, well, you know, people have miscarriages, and, and, you know, just try again. That's kind of the attitude. Um, the study calls for nations worldwide to provide better support for women after they experience pregnancy loss. So what are some of the ways that this can be achieved? What kind of care and treatment should be provided to help prevent miscarriages? So, so basically, first of all, it's a philosophical change to, to, to thinking about every miscarriage matters. Then when people miscarry, the first thing is you do need support from your family and friends. You, if you know somebody who's miscarried, you, you must say things like, I'm sorry for your loss. Appreciate that they've lost the hopes and dreams of a badly wanted pregnancy. Uh, and, and, and the first important thing is to talk, and particularly for the woman to feel they're able to talk about the trauma with their partner. Um, then if, if they, they have a prolonged or, or, or very excessive brief reaction, then further support is needed. So with counselling from maybe charities, from self-help help things online, and if that's not enough, then through the medical profession. So the mental health side of it is, is really, really important um, because well, um, some people don't deal with their grief for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I hope that, uh, you know, doctors all over the world are digging into this. Uh, Siobhan Quemby, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Ooh, that's, that's deep. You know, um, like I say, we as black women, um, you know, as the doctor stated, you know, it has long-term effects on you, you know, um, some people never recover. Um, when I had my first miscarriage, it was right after I had my second child. Um, I had my first, you know, I was almost like, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? Um, and then I, I was, you know, I was afraid. I was like, you know what? I, I don't want any more children. You know, what, what if, if I get pregnant again? What if this baby dies? Then I got pregnant again in 2007. Um, I was eight weeks. I was supposed to have been 10 weeks, but the baby died at eight weeks. Um, 
Of course, the baby did not come out, so I had to have a DNC. And even still to this day, I think about... At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. CareerBuilder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job. The skills you bring to work. And CareerBuilder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits. Jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com. How old my babies would would be had I not lost them? Would you know? Would it have been a girl? Would it have been a boy? You know. Um, and then 2009, I gave birth to my rainbow baby, and that is Chase. Um, anybody that knows, y'all know Chase is, is a very special child. That little girl is just, um, she's just Chase. And so after that, I was done. I was done. I was done. So tap in, drop your comments. Um, if you had a miscarriage, share your experience. You know, I want to know how did you deal with it? So Ms. Robin says she had one in 2014. How did you deal with that? You know, what did you do? Um, did you go to therapy? Did you go into support groups? Because there are um, resources out there for um, miscarriage. You know, there are support groups for infant loss um, and awareness. Um, so Steve says, Georgia leads the nation in pregnancy mortality for black women, regardless of age or income. Right. You know, as... The doctor stated, we're 43% higher now, you know, and then you also have women that are dying in childbirth. And again, these are conversations that we don't talk about and we have to talk about it. Steve says, uh, racism. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is not. But I mean, well, yeah, you know. Systemic racism does exist, as you can see. That's why I have on my I Can't Breathe shirt today. Um, but that's not what we're talking about tonight. We are talking about miscarriage. Um, so Miss Robin says she binged watch TV until she felt it was okay to leave her room. She didn't know how to talk about it. And that happens because it's almost like when you lose a babe or when you lose someone... Let, since we're speaking of, of miscarriages, when you lose a child, it's almost like you feel like no one understands. It's like you feel like you're the only person in the world that has had a miscarriage. At least that's the way I felt. You know, I was like, damn. And then, you know, the father of my child, he didn't take it very light because that would have been his first child. That would have been baby number three for me. And so when we found out, he was like, but we did everything right. You know, I was taking my prenatal vitamins. I was doing everything I was supposed to do. Um, but unfortunately, you know, God didn't see fit um, 
for that child. And there's a lot of reasons why miscarriages happen, um, which takes me into the next question. You know, what causes mis what causes a miscarriage? Um, a few of the things that I can just name off the top of my head, um, the baby could have some type of abnormality. Um, you know, your diet, you know, you're not eating like you're supposed to, you're still drinking, you're still smoking, um, drugs. Those are, you know, a lot of reasons, um, excuse me, that come, you know, that causes a miscarriage. Um, drop in the comments, y'all let me know, um, any other things that you guys may think of. Let me see. Um, so Miss Kim says you feel damaged after, right? You know, and, and like I say, sis, that's the way that I felt. It was like, did I do something wrong? Like I was, you know, I found out in enough time. Um, I was taking my prenatal vitamins. I wasn't smoking. I wasn't drinking. I was doing everything that I was supposed to. So again, excuse me. I know some of the things they say, um, chromosome, chromosomal abnormalities, um, overweight can cause miscarriages like your weight, your health, your overall health. So drop in the comments and y'all let me know what other, um, things, uh, that you can think of that I can't think off the top of my head that causes, um, miscarriages. Hey, Will, man, that is big brother Will who has Two podcasts, okay? Both of them come on on Sundays. Don't forget, he is the host of ADHD Hour Podcast. You can follow him right here on Facebook. Go follow him right now on YouTube. Man, when I tell you on the ADHD Hour, we have some of the most amazing conversations. And then he also hosts the Black Mailed Podcast. So both of those shows come on on Sundays, three o'clock and five o'clock. Correct me if I'm wrong. Get me together. I always get the times wrong, big brother. Always get the times wrong. Um, but he is on Sundays. Please go follow him on Facebook. Black Male Podcast, especially you black men. Y'all need to subscribe because I'm telling you, he talks some for real shit. He, he talks some for real stuff when it comes to the black men. I tune in because I'm trying to learn about your black men. I love y'all. I really do. So I try to get as educated as I can about you black men. And that's why I want you guys to get educated about us black women. See? So 3 p.m. Central Time for the Black Male Podcast and then 6 p.m. Central Time for the ADHD Hour Podcast. And again, go follow him on Facebook, he is on YouTube. Go like his page right now. Go do it now. Don't stop. Don't pass go. I mean, pass go. Don't, I mean, don't pass go. Don't collect the $200. Go follow ADHD Hour Podcast. Go follow Blackmail Podcast. And don't forget to follow Breaking the Stigma. Man, y'all need to tune in with, with, with these fellas, boy. I tell you, I love them. They show me so much love. Um, and of course, y'all should be familiar with Will. He he came on the show. He was with me for the whole month of February when we were talking about love. So tune in with him. And he said again, since PM Central Time. 
Hey, sis. Hey, Nicole. Good to see you, sis. Absolutely great to see you. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Thank you. Right, Kim? Period. So back to our conversation. Um, so again, drop in the comments and y'all let me know if you could think of any other things that cause miscarriages. Like I said, I've named um, your health, you know, overall health, you know, weight, um, high blood pressure, heart issues, um, your diet, if you're still partaking in drugs, alcohol, smoking cigarettes, all that will um, affect you and your pregnancy. So we want to bring some healthy babies into the world. We want to stay healthy. And like I say, um, the infant mortality rate is definitely 43% higher than white women. Um, oh, God, that number is so high amongst the police killing us too. So, oops, but y'all know that'll be for another show. So going into this, how do you recover from a miscarriage? How do you do it? What do you do? After you have a miscarriage, you know, you're left feeling like you're the only person in the world that has suffered a miscarriage. You feel like, again, no one understands you. You know, how can you tell anybody? You just don't know. So I pulled up this little chart. And it says, how do you recover from a miscarriage? That's the question. So one of the things that you don't say to somebody is everything happens for a reason. At least you know you could get pregnant. Let me move this little banner out the way. I think I jumped too fast. I did. I did. So my apologies, y'all. So this is how do you speak to someone who just experienced a miscarriage? And then we're going to go back to how do you recover from a miscarriage? So my apologies, y'all. I'm just going too fast tonight. So one of the things, this is just a list of things that you don't say to someone that has just had a miscarriage. Do not tell anybody that it happens for a reason. Because I feel like if you tell somebody that you are just so unimportant, you are just so cold-hearted and you're callous to tell somebody that everything happens for a reason. No. You don't tell someone that has probably struggled to get pregnant and when they finally do get pregnant, they lose the baby. So to tell them everything happens for a reason, I think that's enough. You know. Whew, you probably, I probably have to sit on my hands. You know, for that. I probably have to sit on my hands. So, Another thing you don't tell anybody is at least you know you can get pregnant. Really? Why would you say that? Like, why would you tell somebody at least you know you could get pregnant? Another thing you wouldn't tell anybody, it just wasn't meant to be. I think that one right there would be enough for me to slap you in your face for you to say something like that. I don't know. That's just me. Because I think everything on this list I think it's just so cold-hearted and callous. You know, especially if you haven't expressed to anybody about your struggles, you know, of getting pregnant. Again, you know, maybe this was your second miscarriage. Maybe this was your 10th miscarriage. So again, these are some of the things um, that you don't say to anyone. Um, then on the other side of the list, you have things that may be more helpful to tell someone. You know, I'm so sorry. 
I'm here for you. I love you. Especially tell someone you love them. Um, let them know that it's okay to be, it's okay to grieve. I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me in regards of things that may be helpful to someone that has had a miscarriage is how can I support you? What do you need from me? How can I help you along the way? You know, even if it's just a shoulder for them to cry on, even if it's just someone for you to just, you know, hold their hand and you just listen to them cry and you just don't say anything. Silence is, is sometimes the best, you know, and in times of grief, you know, and like the last one says, there's no timeline. You know, when it comes to grief, everyone grieves differently. So one another thing that is not on the list is don't tell people how they should grieve and stop telling people it's a timeline on grief because it's not. You know, they may be doing okay today. They may be doing okay next week. But who knows how they're going to feel in two weeks? Who knows how they're going to feel three months from now? You know, when they go back and maybe they have finally mustered up the courage to go through the baby stuff and then it hits them again. So be empathetic with somebody. If you've never experienced a miscarriage, I don't wish that on anybody. You know, I really truly don't. I think we should all show some type of compassion in the world. There is none, but I think we need to start showing the compassion in the world. So again, don't tell anybody um, that you have to just move on. Allow that person to grieve in their own way and just be their support system. Again, even if it's just a phone call, even if it's just you cook them a nice meal, you know, if you don't know how to cook, if you door dash them something, just let them know that you're there. And that's all we need at times is just a person to say, hey, I'm here for you and for you to really, truly be there for that person like you say you are. So those are some things. Drop in the comments. Y'all let me know. What are other things that you wouldn't say to someone who just experienced a miscarriage? You know, how do you speak to someone who just experienced? Um, so Miss Nicole says she's been there years ago. Stress was her issue. And. I'm glad you brought that up um, because pregnancy can be very overwhelming to someone, you know, especially if it's your first baby and you're just like, oh, my God, I'm pregnant. I can't believe this. And you just start trying to do everything at one time. You want to tell the whole world that you're pregnant. Um, and then, too, you may be dealing with your job, you know, trying to figure out how am I going to tell my job I'm pregnant? You know, you're trying to get everything in order. Um, and you tend to overwhelm yourself. So you start to um, stress yourself out. And that is another cause of miscarriage. So I'm right with you, Kim. I mean, if someone was to tell me you need to just move on or it's not like you had names picked out or I don't know why you're sad. Well, maybe the baby was, you know, yeah, that's that's enough to, to possibly get swung on. Absolutely. So, I mean. But y'all keep tapping in. Y'all drop in the comments and let me know. Um, so Miss Kim says her co-worker had a miscarriage and she brought her lunch for a week. Right. And that's what I say. It's the simple things that mean the most to a person. You know, even if it's just a, even if you put a little card on my desk that says, I'm thinking of you, I'm here for you. And you're showing that person that you're really truly there. That's, that's all you need, you know, to help a person get through. Because it's difficult. 
Because like I say, we as women, our bodies go through so much. And to lose a baby, as you stated before, you feel damaged. You feel like you did something wrong. You know, you feel like maybe your, your husband or your boyfriend, you know, your significant other is looking at you a different way. Like, like you're less of a mother, so to speak. Maybe, maybe that's not what I'm trying to say, or maybe that's not what I need to say. But I mean, you know, we tend to be like that. Um, and Kim says that way she knew she ate. Yeah. Because, um, just thinking about mine you know seeing just the whole experience so miss nicole says my cousin told me after a couple of months you should be over that by now wow let, let me sit back on that because that is absolutely the most callous cold-hearted Thing you could say to a person that just lost their child. There's no timeline. And, and I'm going to stress that enough. There's no timeline on grief. You know. Nicole says, let's just say the police was called after that. I didn't know they was. And I hope the ambulance was following behind it too. Because baby. I was going to jail. Somebody was going to the hospital. Or maybe possibly to the morgue. Because I would have probably tried to rip your whole eyes out and everything. But, um, you know, going back to grief, there is no timeline on it. You know, even though this is not relevant to the conversation, my father's been dead two months today and I'm still grieving. You know, my grandmother passed away in 98 and I still have my moments about her. I still have my moments, how I wish my grandmother was still here. So there is no timeline on grief. So stop telling people that they need to get over it. I don't care if it's been 20 years. I don't care if it's been two months. I don't care if it's been two days. Do not tell somebody to get over a situation. If you've not walked in their shoes, I think to save yourself, I think you should rethink what you say to somebody who's experienced any type of loss, especially a miscarriage. Because let me see this. Men, you'll never experience this, but as a woman, you know, to feel your child growing inside of you, you, God gave you the gift of life. You understand what I'm saying? And to feel that child growing inside of you and you get to experience the flutters. Then you get to feel the movement. The moment you hear that baby's heartbeat. You understand? It's it's the most beautiful feeling in the world. So to lose, to have that feeling taken away from you so suddenly, and you're left asking yourself why. You know, the questions come. You just, just be mindful of what you say to someone when it comes to a loss. Absolutely be mindful. Miss Robin says she agrees. Miss Nicole says there's no timeline. Her dad passed away in 2012 and she's still grieving. Absolutely. I mean, and Miss Kim says her grandfather passed in 1989 and she still cries. Right. Because we're left with the why. 
you know, why is this person gone? Why? And that's with that baby. Why, God? You know, and that takes me back to my topic. Miss, give me my baby back. Why did you take my child away from me? Again, we're left feeling less of a woman. We're left, we're left feeling like we have failed because we couldn't carry a baby full term. These are the feelings. So again, if you've never experienced it, please be mindful and please be compassionate and show empathy to a person who's had a miscarriage. Please tell, you know, please, please, please be mindful with what you say because words hurt. They absolutely hurt. So now we can go to the question. How do you recover from a miscarriage? How do you recover? What do you do? How do you pick up the pieces in, of your life and move on? You know, how? You know, Nicole says, I will never forget hearing my baby's heartbeat for the first time. And she said that was way back in 1992. And here we are in 2021 and it still affects her. So show her some compassion. So Nicole, I want you to send me a picture of yourself so I can shout you out on Sunday for Mother's Day. You know, this is exactly why I chose and selected the topics for the month of May. Because they all pertain to motherhood. You know, um, again, if you've been pregnant, if you've never been pregnant, that still doesn't mean you're less of a mother. You could be a mother figure to someone's child, whether it be your niece, your, you know, your nephew, your little cousin. Maybe you have godchildren. You know, you're still a mother to me in my eyes. So I love y'all. Salute to y'all for that. Um, but again, how do you recover from a miscarriage? What did, what what do you do? What are some things that you, so let me ask you this. And I want to know from my ladies, even maybe my fellas that may have had a girlfriend or maybe your wife has experienced a miscarriage. What did you do to help that per, what did you do to help her recover? You know, my ladies, what did you do to recover from your miscarriage? Um for me, um, I prayed, you know, um, maybe after a year or so, I stopped asking God why, you know, Kim says, um, that's a hard question. She say her child will be 23 and she still has that. What if moment? And you're going to have those, you're going to continue to have those. And it's in your right to still have those. What if moments? So do not let anyone tell you that you should be over it. I don't, like I say, I don't care if it happened two years ago. I don't care if it happened 20 years ago. I don't care if it happened two weeks, two months, whatever. You're still obligated to have those moments because I think we all think that, you know, when you have a miscarriage, we all ask, what, what would my child be doing right now? What would I be doing right now? You know, if, my child would have lived, you know, long enough. Like I say, my, my first miscarriage, I was four months, three going on four months when I lost that baby. And my second baby, I was, um, the baby died at eight weeks. Um, there was no heartbeat, you know, um, I, and it was just like the week prior, 
um, when I first found that I was pregnant, I heard the heartbeat. And then the doctor was like, you know, you're, you're coming up on your two months. So um, it's time for you to, um, for your other. And so when I went back for the ultrasound, no heartbeat could be found. And um, they immediately sent me to the emergency room. Uh, and of course, you know, I'm, I'm asking the, the, radi the radiologist and, you know, of course they can't tell you. Um, but I knew in her face that my baby was gone. And so a few days before I had to have the DNC, um, I went back to the doctor and I was like, we need to check again, just, you know, make sure because I need to, I couldn't wrap my mind around that. I have this child in me who's no longer living. And I always wonder what, was it a girl? Was it a boy? You know, even my, my first miscarriage, was it a girl? Was it a boy? You know, my, my child would have been 17, you know, and then my last, my baby that I had in, in 20, you know, the baby that I lost in 2007, my baby would have been, would be 13. So I wonder, you know, was it a girl? Was it a boy? You know, I still think about that. And I'm like, you know, I, I look at the ultrasound pictures cause I kept them. Um, and I'm just like, wow. You know, but I, I think, um, God, that I, I was able to pull through. Um, and I think that was right. My first suicide attempt, maybe right after, right before. It was along that timeline, you know, because it did affect me mentally. Um, because I was like, I've lost two babies. Two babies. So what do I do? I've lost two babies now. I would have five five children. Maybe would have just had three. I don't know. But so Miss Nicole says first she asked the Lord to give her strength to move on with her life, and He did. So Nicole, let me ask you this. Um. Do you have those what if moments? I know Miss Kim said she did. You know, she had she still has those what if moments. So Miss Nicole says she got counseling. She says she was a week away from five months. So she she had to give birth. She said, Yep, it was a girl, and she fit right in the palm of my hand. I love you, sis. I love you. I'm here. If you want to talk about it. I am so here. I'm absolutely here. A week away from five months. So she had to give birth. And that's the most difficult thing that is the most difficult thing we as women go through Thursday night Nicole I want you to tune in uh my my homegirl Nicole her name is Nicole will be on with me Thursday we're talking about stillbirths and she's going to share her story so I want you to tune in 
I want you two to to link, connect. I'm gonna put you two in, in, in contact with each other. Um and definitely continue to give you all the support you need. Even, you know, I don't care if it was 1992. Uh Nicole says, you know, she still has those moments. She still has them. So, like I say, there's no timeline on grief. There's no timeline on grief. Morning, noon, and bite. It's buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Choose from a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage McGriddles, and hash browns. For lunch, enjoy a McDouble, McChicken, six-piece chicken McNuggets, and more. Buy one, get one for a dollar. You can get two of the same item or mix and match them. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value cannot be combined with any other offer. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. Kim says she's sorry. Again, this is exactly why I do Black Girl Interrupted. It's because of this. This is why. We as black women, we are sharing our stories. We are helping somebody else that's gone through what we've gone through. This is absolutely why I love what I do. I, I, I find a joy in being a safe place for my sisters to share their stories. I, I absolutely love it. Um, okay. And if not, um, you could always go back and watch the replay, but I'm still going to put you in touch with my homegirl, Nicole, and you you can talk because it's been two years for her. Two years? Three? No, three years. I, be, I believe it's been three years since she lost her baby. Um, and again, she, he was full term, but he was, um, a stillborn. So Nicole says, thank you, Kim. She says, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but again, y'all, this is exactly why I love doing what I do. This is exactly why I pour so much of myself into doing this. This is why I had to pull myself together because I had to come back for y'all, you know, not just me. I had to come back for y'all. You know, I needed y'all. I, I really truly did. I, I needed y'all. Um, y'all have absolutely given me the strength. Almost like I'm Popeye and y'all are the spinach. You know, y'all have just been great support to me. And I absolutely appreciate it. And again, this is why I do Black Girl Interrupted. Is not only do I enjoy the conversations, but I love being able to bring my sisters together and we have healthy conversations and we are able to show love. We are able to show compassion and empathy to one another. You know, whether we've experienced it or not. 
we've come together and oh my gosh, y'all just, y'all don't even know. This is the greatest thing ever. So I thank God for allowing me to be the voice for you guys and being able to create a platform for you guys to come on here and unpack that suitcase that you've been carrying, that suitcase of pain, that suitcase of trauma. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I'm going to continue to do it as long as the Lord allows me to do it. So, whew. so y'all know I have my moments. Y'all know I, I get off subject, but y'all know I, I can get right back on. But yes, Nicole, um, she was nine months. Um, when she, when she comes on, she'll tell you everything. And, um, we can't speak a whole lot on it because I believe she is still pursuing legal action against the um, doctor. So um, she'll tell you as much as she can. Um, and again, I want you to, to connect. Absolutely. So uh, Nicole says, I mean, Kim says, you're welcome, Nicole. She says, you're welcome, love. Man, that's such a beautiful moment right there. Oh, my God. You, you guys just don't even know. So jumping into why I have the two-tone lipstick on. There's the ribbon. Let me remove the banner out of the way. So every life, no matter how brief, forever changes the world. So as you can see, for miscarriage awareness, the colors are pink and blue. Blue for boy, pink for girl. So as you can see, that is exactly why I have my pink and blue lipstick on for tonight in support um, and for every woman in the world that has suffered a miscarriage. I love you. Take all the time you need when it comes to still having, you know, having to take the time out still having those what if moments i absolutely say greed take all the time you need take all the time you need like i say if it takes 10 years if it takes 20 years you take all the time in the world that you need um you guys you ladies are so amazing you ladies are absolutely amazing you you ladies are my hero, my sheroes. Let me say that. Y'all are my sheroes. Um, so it's fair that I shout you out. It's fair that I recognize you every day. So yes, ma'am. So yes. She loves what the lipstick represents. Yes. So these are infant loss awareness colors. Blue for boy, pink for girl. Y'all remember that? Um Show your love. Show your love. So y'all already know before I jump into my last question of the night and as we proceed to move into the final thoughts, y'all know I come with videos. So in this video, um, she discusses the biology behind the miscarriage. So this gives you a little more information in regards to why black women have why we're higher risk for miscarriages. 
We've been talking a little bit about losing, uh, losing a child, a miscarriage, and we want to find out why it's happening, and that's the question that we get asked all the time. Why is it happening? What's, what's going on? So it can be really divided into three things. Mm -hmm. One is unexplained. We have no idea why it's happening. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, it's something that is a genetic thing that happens spontaneously. So, you know, when eggs and sperm come together and they mix and they have to divide into cells evenly, those chromosomes need to pair up in pairs. Okay. And when the chromosomes don't line up the right way, we call that aneuploidy. And when that happens, the pregnancy doesn't develop the normal way mm -hmm. and women will miscarry. Right. Sometimes it is due to maternal factors, so something's in the female uterus, the, the shape of the uterus. Um, sometimes people have what's called the Mullerian anomaly, which is a big word to say. When the uterus is forming embryologically, it doesn't form in the right shape. Mm -hmm. And then when a pregnancy tries to implant in the unusually formed uterus, it miscarries. Mm -hmm. So that would be a maternal factor. Yeah. Sometimes when moms have other diseases, like diabetes, they're at higher risk of miscarriage when their sugars are not as well controlled. Right. Um, one we've talked about before, polycystic ovarian syndrome, that would be another maternal factor, so a woman factor. Um, and then in the fetus, if the fetus is developing abnormally congenitally, so just the way that it's folding and dividing, it doesn't happen normally, mm -hmm. then that would also end in miscarriage. But the number one reason is genetics that are sporadic, no control, there's nothing you could do to prevent it mm -hmm. um, until the day comes where doctors will be able to program the way genes combine to make a baby. There will be no way that we can change the genetic abnormalities that have happened and that result in miscarriage. So that really brings me to the, the big point that I need to drive home in this, in this conversation that I have in my office often, almost mm -hmm. daily, is there's nothing that you could have done to prevent this from happening. And women need to rid our, We are crazy guilt people. I don't know why, yeah. but it, pregnancy it doesn't only rely on the women. The pregnancy also relies on the man who relies on the genetics, the combination. A lot of this is random. Mm -hmm. And much as we feel the devastation, and I, I get it, the wanting of a pregnancy, the desire for pregnancy, and sometimes it's guilt not only in, from yourself, but from family. That which is brutal. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't the fact that you were working out. It wasn't the jog yeah. you took. Yeah. It wasn't that you know you're you're working too long hours. You didn't sleep. You do shift work. You didn't sleep. Yeah. You're not eating well enough. This is like it's completely beyond you. And I'm just going to leave you with Christina, another viewer who said um, the stinger is at every doctor's appointment afterwards when they ask you how many pregnancies have you had, followed by how many living children. Mm. It's something you've got to live with forever. And a lot of people think. You know, just because the miscarriage is done and you've had more kids, you've forgotten it, but you don't ever forget. No, and and doctors can be insensitive sometimes. I mean, I I am a woman's health doctor. I'm a fertility specialist, so, you know, we have questionnaires. I let people fill it out, and yeah. I'll write it in from the questionnaire. I don't like to... Um, Make people make repeat people it again repeat and again. It because it's, it's traumatic. Yeah. And I think that some of my patients, not everyone, but, you know, we, we talk about mental health and things that can be triggering, and having to talk about it every single time you have a doctor's appointment can also be triggering. Right, And people sure. can, this can actually put people into depression. So it's also important to know that you have health care providers and there are mental health care providers that are there to support women. And we have that in our office, mm -hmm. to support women, not just from the medical perspective. Yes, you're bleeding. I'll make sure you get the medications and make sure your uterus is clear. But also, are you okay? Because yeah. this is a lot. It's a lot to deal with. And sometimes even the partners don't know how to handle it. So... Patients and individuals need to know we need to talk about this. Mm -hmm. We need to know that there are supports and there are people who can help us through this, and you're not alone.
Yeah, you're not alone. You're not alone, and you didn't do it to yourself. This Find happens. the resources and keep the conversation going on Twitter. So mm -hmm. at CityLine CA, if you have any questions for us or other topics you want us to cover, we will cover them. So you heard that, ladies. It's not your fault. We are not to blame. There are a multitude of things in regards to why we have miscarriages. It's a multitude of things. You know, as she stated, chromosomes, you know, another thing, the genetics from the person that you are pregnant by. So, again, these are conversations that we don't talk about. You know, Kim says that's interesting. Absolutely. So, like she said, it's a barrage of things in regards as to why we have miscarriages, especially black women. You know, we're high risk for, you know, we have diabetes, you know, drink, you know, I, I mean, alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, you know, all of that. Um, so it doesn't have the fact, you know, like she said, stress. Um, but one of the biggest things, it's not just you because it takes two to make a baby. And I love the fact of she said it affects your mental health. So it takes me back to my list, you know, that I had pulled up that says things that may be helpful. You know, tell someone, you know, I'm sorry. Let them know you're here for them. You love them. Validate their grief. Let them know it's okay for you to, it's okay. It's okay for you to be sad. It's okay for you to be sad next week. And then the biggest thing, like she said, when you go, when we as women have to go to our, um, you know, when we get our well woman checkups every year and they ask that same question, you know, how many pregnancies have you had? How many live births have you had? You're reliving it. You know, yes, I went on to have one more baby after that. You know, I, I went on to do that. But I still think about the two that I lost. I still think about those two. Were they girls? Were they boys? You know, could I have done something differently? You know, did I take the wrong prenatal vitamins? You know, did I eat the wrong thing that day? Did I drink the wrong thing that day? All of that played a part. All of that I still think about, you know. Um, right, Nicole, absolutely, because it will drive you into depression. And, and like she said at the end, you're constantly reminded of it. You know, when she said at the end, at, at the end of the video, um, when you go to the doctor and they ask you how many, you know, how many pregnancies have you had? How many live births have you had? So here you are, you've got to go back to 23 years ago or 14 years ago or two years ago and say, yeah, I have two children. I, I've had four pregnancies, but two live births. So you're constantly being reminded about it. So yeah, it does take a toll on your mental health and your well-being. It absolutely does. So it is very imperative that you have a strong, strong support system behind you. You need to have that one person or the group of people that can come to you and say, 
I'm here if you need me and actually be there for you instead of just saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. And they may call you a, a week or so. And then after that, you don't hear from them anymore. And now you're back to feeling alone because you feel like, oh, well, this person told me they were going to be here. And then they don't. So not only are you still dealing with the with the loss of your pregnancy, but it's like now you're back to feeling alone again. So it's very imperative that, you know, we create healthy sister circles. You know, we all need somebody or somebody's to be able to talk to. We need to have that that village of black women where we can sit down, have healthy dialogue without the judgment. You know, we want to be able, and that takes me to when it comes to submission, I need to be able to submit to my friends. Can I be, am I safe with you? Am, am I safe to have these, these conversations with you and don't have to fear that when you get upset with me, you're not going to throw this back in my face, if that makes sense. So y'all ladies help me out. Did, did, did that make sense with what I just said? Um, in regards to uh, being able to do that. So Nicole says, for a long time, I would not leave the house because I didn't want to see any babies and didn't want anyone asking me questions. Right. She said, I was still so very hurt, but by the grace of God, I was able to handle it. Nicole, you said exactly what the what I was trying to get out is you've told everybody that you're pregnant and then you don't see them for a few months and they say, oh, have you had the baby yet? And then here it comes. You have to explain to that person. So it's almost like you, you, you're almost here. You got the bandaid on and then it's like somebody comes and rips it off and you got to relive that all over again because you have to tell somebody, oh, well, you know, I, I had a miscarriage or this, this, this happened and, and, you know, and you're reliving it again, you know. So thank you, ladies. I, I'm so glad that what I said, I, I was, I wanted it to make sense because again, when it comes to friendships and, and your support and your circle, um, we need that, you know, like I say, I cannot stress that enough. We as black women, we need to become the village again for each other. We need to start supporting each other. We need to start encouraging, empowering and uplifting one another, especially now, you know, Oh God, I, I just cannot stress that enough. We have got to support and love on one another. We It's a must we do it. You know, black women, we are so disrespected. We're underappreciated. And we do it amongst ourselves. We do it to one another. We, we do it to one another. So we need to change that. We absolutely need to change that. So... We, we need to make a difference and we need to bring the, that sister circle back. Cause baby, let me tell you us black women, when we collectively get together, Oh, I love us. Oh, I love us. Cause baby, we are, I think we are the sun, the moon and the stars. I think we are the whole damn solar system when we all get together. So y'all give me an amen on that black men. Y'all give me an amen on that. Cause baby, when you see us black women walk in, the room, that's when everything lights up. We are the sun. We are the star. We're the moon. We're everything. We're the whole entire solar system. So 
Shout out to my ladies. That melanin, baby. Shout out to y'all. So Kim says, yes, we do. It's enough hate from the outside world. We need to love on each other. Absolutely. Um, like I say, um, us black women, when, when I tell you I stand 10 toes down behind you, I do. Black men, y'all already know I rock with y'all. Y'all already know. So, oh, back to the conversation. Back to the conversation. Pregnancy after miscarriage. Hmm. Pregnancy after miscarriage. Can I say that when I got pregnant after my first miscarriage, I almost felt, let me not say I almost felt, I felt like I was being disrespectful to the child that I lost. And I felt that way for a lot of reasons. Because although it had been four years, I still wasn't completely over that miscarriage. I was not over it. It had been three years, three, four years, about three or four years. I wasn't completely over that. And I felt like my baby's going to come back and haunt me because here I, it's almost like I forgot about that baby. Like I was replacing the baby that I lost with another child now. Um, so I felt guilty. You know, I, I felt an absolute stomach of guilt. Um, and so when I had my second miscarriage, I felt like God was punishing me. Because I didn't completely grieve for the first loss. And here I am pregnant again. And now here I am with a second loss. And I'm just like, I should have waited. Maybe I shouldn't have had another baby. You know, maybe I shouldn't have got pregnant after I lost that, that child. Um, But that was the way that I felt. You know, I, I don't know if anybody else felt that way. um, But I did. You know, I absolutely... Felt guilty. I felt. Maybe if I have another baby. It will help me get over the baby that I just lost. And again. I heard the heartbeat. And I was elated. I was over the moon. Only to go back. Two weeks later. And there was no heartbeat. So in that moment. I said, why God? What did I do? Why would you take another child away from me? Is it because I didn't wait long enough to, you know, between the last miscarriage and now this one? I felt all types of emotions. Uh, I didn't get the support from my family. You know, the guy that I was dating at the time, he tried to be there for me as, as best as he could because he was hurting. So it's like, you know, I'm hurting, he's hurting. His mother was hurting because that would have been her first grandchild. So in, in that moment, we didn't know what to do. 
it was like we're all hurting but didn't know how to help each other. And I eventually, you know, I, I left and, you know, I, I came to Houston. And so he was hurt that I left because, you know, but staying in, in, in Georgia, it, it was just too much for me. It was too overwhelming for me. Uh, but every day, <clears throat> excuse me, I prayed. God, just get me through this one. Get me through this one. Please just get me through this one. Then in 2009, I got pregnant with my last baby. I was nervous. I wanted to have an abortion. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I wanted to have an abortion because my fear was I've already lost two babies. Will I lose this one? So I went to my first doctor's appointment. And uh, of course, you know, they ask you that question. How many pregnancies? How many live births? Four pregnancies, two live births. And I stared at that paper. I stared, I, I looked at it almost like, why are you asking me this? I don't want to think about this. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I wanted to forget those two babies that I had lost and, and celebrate this new baby that I'm pregnant with. So I was so nerved up. I was so worked up. I went and bought a fetal heart monitor. That's just how paranoid I was, y'all. I, I was so paranoid because I was like, I, I got to make sure. And I did everything right. And, uh, Every day I was listening to the heartbeat. My mom was like, you listening to the baby's heartbeat again? Yeah. That traumatized me. To lose two babies and now I'm pregnant with another one. So I went on as, as you know, I went to every doctor's appointment. I did everything the doctor told me to do even down to what type of prenatal vitamins to take because I wanted to ensure that I didn't lose this baby. So got down to the seventh month. Baby was doing wonderful. Um, baby was growing like she was supposed to. And then here comes the, the nervousness again because I didn't feel her move for about, about a a few days. So I got nervous again. And at this point, I'm like six, maybe seven months. I called the doctor. I'm hysterical. She's like, Ashley, Miss Pitts, calm down, calm down, calm down. Come into the office tomorrow and we'll check. Do you know I could not sleep that whole entire night? <laughs> Y'all, I could not rest. It was almost like, you know how a child is waiting on Christmas because they want to open all the gifts. That's the way it was for me. I couldn't wait. So I go into the doctor, you know, of course I do everything you're supposed to pee in the cup and all that other good stuff. And, uh, she said, well, how long has it been? I said, I think it had been like maybe four days, three, four days that I hadn't felt the baby move. So she said, so she, you know, she hooked me up to the little monitors 
And no sooner than she hooked me up, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. You know, you hit, you're hearing the baby's heartbeat. So I felt this sense of relief come over my body because I was like, whoo, okay. She said, that baby heart just moved. She just laying in there. She just, she said, not all babies are active. Some babies just chill, you know, and that's exactly what she said. So it brought a sense of relief, but I was still nervous because she, she didn't move as much as my first two. My, my, now my first daughter was very active. So that's what I was used to. My son was very active too. So that's what I was used to it. And, and with this baby, she didn't move a whole lot. So it made me very nervous. It made me very paranoid. Um, so finally it got down to the nine months. Morning, noon, and bite. It's buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Choose from a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage McGriddles, and hash browns. For lunch, enjoy a McDouble, McChicken, six-piece chicken McNuggets, and more. Buy one, get one for a dollar. You can get two of the same item or mix and match them. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value cannot be combined with any other offer. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. And, uh, you know, at that point, that's when you start going to the doctor every week. You know, when you get into the eighth month, you know, you go every two weeks and then nine months, you go every week. So uh, it came down to we had to determine the delivery date because I had had two C-sections. So she was going to be the third. And uh, so my baby was due on October the 31st. She was a she was doing Halloween. <laughs> so she said, well. We could take the baby on the 23rd. I say, no, let's go and take her on the 19th. I'm tired of being pregnant. Uh, so she's here. I delivered my baby October the 19th, 2009. And she is now 11 years old. And she is so lazy. That little thing, when I tell y'all, she is so lazy. Kim says her last girl was a lazy ass feeder. She said, I ran to my doctor thinking she was gone. <laughs> she says she's still lazy 17 years later. I know. So that's the way it was. It, it was like, because I was so nervous after those two miscarriages and she was not as active as the first two. So it made me very nervous. I was, I was like, oh my God, I'm panicking. I'm like, oh my God, please don't tell me this is another one. But she's here now. You know, she's 11 years old. She's going to the sixth grade. Um, she is my eightish child, you know, and I thank God for her, not just her. I thank God for my other two children as well. Um, but she's my rainbow child. Like she is the one that looks the most like me, <laughs> you know, um, but she's just amazing at 11 years old. She's got the soul of a 40 year old person, Michael Jackson, 
is her favorite artist. She loves coming to America. She loves watching uh Madonna videos. I, I love her. Brenda, girl, that chase is lazy, honey. When I tell you that little thing, so lazy. She don't like, she don't want to go to school. Yes, yeah, she's lazy, but she she's she's the greatest gift. Um my my son and my daughter, both, you know, both my girls, my son are are the greatest gifts God could have ever given to me. But yeah, but y'all in that moment, I, I was nervous. Oh yeah, Kim. She's absolutely an old soul. Like I say, if I call her right now, she's probably dancing to Madonna. I mean, if I hear uh like a prayer one more time, I'm gonna scream. She was listening to Banana Rama the other day. So uh, but she came out the womb. I was pregnant with her when Michael Jackson passed away. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but you know. So y'all drop in the comments. So Kim. Um, your pregnancy after a miscarriage, how were you? How were you? You know, um, Miss Robin, um, after your miscarriage, did you, did you get pregnant again? Um, if so, share your experience. You know, I want to know. Yeah, Kim, you, you gonna have to see her. Like that little thing is so crazy, but she's sweet as pie. But yeah, but Miss Chase is my rainbow child. She is my rainbow baby. Um, wonderful, wonderful child. My two oldest. So y'all drop in the comments. Let me know my latest pregnancy after miscarriage. How did you feel when you found that you were pregnant after your miscarriage? When you gave birth to your rainbow child? Um, again, even... If you didn't get pregnant again, just know uh, I love y'all. I love you so much. Miss Robin say, absolutely not. She say, girl, I didn't want one to begin with. Well, I tell you what, girl, if you want one, I got a 20-year-old, I have an 18-year-old, and I have an 11-year-old. You let me know which one you want. Um, preferably take the 20-year-old so he can eat you out of house and home. Please. Or you could take the 18-year-old. And go ahead and, and and help me put her in college. Girl, because she's she's a senior this year. So <laughs> I just absolutely enjoy um being a mother. You know, I absolutely adore motherhood now. Um, you know, years ago I didn't. Um, because y'all y'all already know my story. Y'all know I wasn't uh, you know, the best, but hey, I'm good. So Miss Kim says she had to go through it alone. Um, I never told anyone about it. She said her family was strict. Um, I was pregnant alone. I miscarried my baby at school and I had to go to class after flushing my baby down. Oh. Kim. I love you. And I'm so sorry. I didn't know you then. Because that's absolutely the worst thing a person can do is to have to go through a miscarriage alone. And for you to have to flush your baby down the toilet and go back to class like nothing. You absolutely need me. 
in your circle. You absolutely need Kim. You absolutely need my cousin Brenda. You absolutely need Miss Robin. You definitely need, oh my gosh, you definitely need Miss Roni. That is Coach Roni that is that is tapped in with us. Um, Miss Robin says, I haven't tried again. I don't plan on having any. Girl, like I, hey, sis, you could be, you could be the auntie. You could be the auntie here. That's, that's what you could be. You could be the auntie. She said, that's fine. As long as she can send them back. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Send them back at the end of the year so I can claim them for income tax purposes. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, come on and, and, and be the aunt. To my children, you know, you, like I say, you can't ever have enough uh, uh, people in your village. You know, it, it takes a village to raise, raise children. Uh, and for those that don't know, Miss Brenda, that is my cousin. Um, and Miss Brianna, her daughter is my cousin, who is her rainbow child. Absolutely. Um, Brenda, you know what? I think I remember that. I think I do remember that. I think I was I was too young. I think I was what what 12 maybe when that happened, something like that. Or no, I don't know. But I, I think I do recall uh you you're talking about that. I think I do recall that. Um Robin says she's sorry, Kim. She says she's so sorry. Um, Kim says that's why she doesn't talk about it. She said I miscarried alone and she was in pain for two weeks. Miss Roni, hey girl, good to see you. Y'all tap in with Miss Roni. Her husband is Coach Low Honey, Big Country Sports. That's Big Low Country Sports. Y'all tap in with him. Football, 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 football. He is a diehard Atlanta Falcons fan, but despite him being a Falcons fan, he absolutely talks great football. He absolutely does. He does great film studies, great breakdowns, and he has very unbiased conversations. So y'all tap in with Big Low Country Sports. Please go tap in with him. He is on YouTube and go find him on Facebook as well. But Hit him up on YouTube. That's where he's at. I always tune in. But he goes live at the most inopportune times that I can't tune in. But guess what? I always go back and I watch the replay. So go show your love. So Miss Robin says, um, again, she's sorry. Miss Roni says she's sorry to hear that, Kim. She's absolutely sorry to hear that. And Miss Robin stuck her tongue out at me. Um, yeah, so uh, you come on. And you be the step auntie the the surrogate auntie whatever it is you want to do if you want to take them and bring them to florida with you for two three five months let me know i'll bring them down on two wheels girl bring them down so miss kim says thank you everyone y'all's words are so kind you know kim that's what a sister circle is about this is what i mean when i see a village you know, this is exactly what you need amongst the other young ladies that are on here as well. 
We all need each other. You know, your story may not be my story, but I could absolutely be empathetic with you. I could absolutely cry with you. I could laugh with you. I could be the shoulder that you need. You get what I'm saying? So no need to say thank you. We're doing exactly what we as black women are supposed to do. That's what we're doing. We're doing exactly what we're supposed to do. And that is to love on one another. That is to uplift, encourage, and empower one another. So my cousin Brenda says, yes, yes, I do recall that. But I'm so glad my Bree Bree is here because she's so gorgeous, y'all. Um, so let me share some, a little story with y'all. So um, I saw Bree, oh my God. And I remember her just being this chunky little girl with these thick, poofy ponytails. Now she's this grown woman that's about to get married. Oh, where did the time go? And I love her oh so much. I love her. And shout out to my cousin, Brenda, who has absolutely been my rock my whole entire life. But I just want to say thank you to you for being my rock and helping me go through and deal with the loss of my dad. Um, her and my dad were very, very, very close. Um, so I'm all she has left of my dad. So she just loves on me a little more than the others. Don't forget. I'm Harold Melvin and they're the blue notes. Um, so my cousin says, yes, yes, we do need each other. Absolutely. We absolutely do need one another. We do need to love on each other as much as possible. Um, like I say, support is free. It takes nothing away from you to um, share whatever anyone's selling, whatever it is that they're doing, it takes away nothing. Um, so please y'all show some love, um, show some support. Let that person know you're thinking about them. So we roll into, I love you too. I love you more than, than you'll ever know. And, and you are so appreciated. You know, I, I can't say it enough that um, I thank you for being my support system um, in my time of grief. So I do say thank you for that. So y'all already know we're rolling into the final thoughts for tonight. Whew. Tonight was heavy. Tonight was a conversation that um, we needed to have. Tonight was a conversation for mothers across the world to release and to talk about their experience in, in losing a child. You're left to feel, you know, you're left feeling alone unloved, and as Kim says, damaged. Miscarriage. That's the, the loss of a baby before it's full term. The death of an infant. Your gift that was 
that's gone away and has now become your angel. So I say this to say, grieve as long as you have to. Take all the time in the world that you need. Uh, don't let anyone dictate and tell you you need to get over it already. You know, going back to this list, I am so sorry for your loss. I'm so sorry. I am here for you whenever you need me. Y'all know my, my DMs stay open. If you have my phone number, text me, call me. Let's talk about it. Let's laugh together. Let's cry together. You know, let's do that. Let's become one another support system. It's okay to not feel okay. So it's okay to wake up tomorrow and you're still grieving the loss of your, of your child. Most importantly, how can I support you? How, what do you need from me? What do you, what do you, what do you require of me to do for you to help you through your grieving process? And last but not least, I love you. I love you so much. I'm here whenever you need me. Whenever you need to talk. Whenever you just need to vent. If you need to cuss. If you need to, whatever you need to do. Girl, let's do it together. Let's be these black girls that rock on through all our interruptions. Let's do that. Let's support one another. Let's continue to support one another. Let's continue to love on each other a little bit tighter, a little bit harder. Again, y'all, this is the month of May. This is Mental Health Awareness Month. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, for anybody that is having suicidal thoughts, if you are in a crisis, let me move the banner out the way. And if you feel like you don't have anybody to talk to, please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Please save a life. Like I say, a phone call, a text could change anybody's day. It makes a difference. Let somebody know you're thinking about them. Please let somebody know you're thinking about them. Here's a statewide number to help for if you're in a mental health crisis. Please take note of those phone numbers on the screen. Even if it's not you, pass it on to somebody else who's having a mental health crisis. With everything going on in the world, especially our black men and our black women and our black boys and black girls being slaughtered at alarming rates we all could use somebody right now we all could use somebody right now now is not the time to walk away or walk out on anybody when they're hurting the most so y'all remember you know black girl interrupted 
is here. I am black girl interrupted. I'm your shoulder. I'm your pillar. I'm your rock. I'm your journal, your diary, whatever it is you call it. I'm your therapist session. Let's do this together. Let's let's go through this together. Let's become survivors. Let's no longer be victims and let's become survivors. So again, I ask each and every person, tell somebody you love them. Check on your people. Your strong friends are not always okay. Strong people like me, we do break. Learn to be there for someone other than just yourself. You know, compassion, empathy, that's exactly what we need right now. In this world, that's exactly what we need. More love, more compassion, more empowerment, more encouragement, more uplifting. We definitely need that sister circle. We need that brotherhood back. We need all of that. Because we're all hurting. We're all suffering. I can't stress that enough. I love y'all so, so, so much. Thank you, Roni. Hey, Brandon. That's my boy, B. B says, amen. I got something just for you, B. Let me kind of lighten the mood a little bit, okay? Let me, before I end this broadcast tonight, uh, I, I, let, me, let me post this. This is for you, Brandon, because I know this is your favorite picture. <laughs> That's that what I be damn picture. So as I bring this to a close, um, I'm not sure if you all know that Derek Chauvin's attorney has filed an appeal for another trial. Y'all already know I'm going to talk about that at a later date. But I just wanted to put that on the forefront. That Derek Chauvin does not feel he got a fair trial because of the public. You know, um, I will say this. I don't feel like George Floyd got a chance at life because you kneeled on his neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds. So you are right where you belong, Mr. Chauvin. Um, Y'all already know um, I will squeeze in a, another episode and we're going to discuss that because I want to talk about Micaiah Bryant. I want to continue to talk about Dante Wright. I want to talk about Isaiah Brown. I want to talk about Andrew Brown Jr. Y'all remember those names. And as you can see, I have my shirt on tonight. I can't breathe. So. Brandon says, hey, Roni. 
He wants to, he said, how have you been? Roni says, good. She's listening to my Ashley preach. Um, but y'all know, y'all know I get on my soapbox and, and, um, I have to love on y'all. I have to encourage y'all. I have to push y'all. Um, and I'm learning to be open with others as well. So again, y'all do not forget, this is Mental Health Awareness Month. Suicide, depression, bipolar disorder, PTSD, all of that. So check on your people. Check on your people right now. Check on your people. Brandon, you know I saved that picture just for you. He says he loves it and thank you. So yes, cousin, he his attorney is planning to file an appeal um, for another trial. So... Um, whew. tonight was heavy. Tonight was absolutely heavy, but I do want to say thank y'all, um, for tuning in. Y'all already know you can find black girl interrupted. I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I am on YouTube. I am on all the streaming platforms. Um, and I am live every Tuesday, every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, this coming Thursday, we will be talking about stillbirth. Um, I do have a special guest coming on the show um, that will be sharing her story um, in regards to having to carry a baby full term and delivering a deceased child. So that is Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. Also, FYI, to the mothers in the room, please, 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 please send me. I am posting my email. I am doing Sunday. I am doing a Mother's Day special Um, that is strictly to the mothers. Please send me your pictures to blackgirlinterrupted1 at gmail.com. Please have them to me. You already know, Brandon, I got you. Um, Please get your pictures to me. Today is Tuesday. Please get your pictures to me by Thursday, no later than Friday, because I am, again, Sunday doing a Mother's Day special. I do want to highlight and recognize the mothers um, on Sunday. Again, as I stated, we are moms every day. Um, but I want to show my appreciation to the mothers, um, and let you know that your work, um, does not go unrecognized. You don't go unrecognized. Um, I absolutely love you guys. Again, I appreciate all the continued support. Um, and just, you know, keep praying for your girl. Every day gets easier for me. So. I love, 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 love. And just for you, Brandon, I will go ahead and I will end the show <laughs> with that picture of Derek Chauvin. That is that, well, I be damn face. That is that face, you know. Yes, you were convicted, all three counts. And no, I don't feel like you deserve a retrial. I think you're murdering ass is right where you should be. You are a murderer. 
a cold-blooded murderer. So let me come off my soapbox and I will see y'all Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. Again, Thursday night's topic will be stillbirth. So if you have experienced it and you don't mind sharing, tap in with your girl on Thursday and let's talk about it. So on that note, I love you guys. I want everyone to stay safe. And in the famous words of the CEO of Colors by Quiche, wash your hands, wash your ass, and go get vaccinated. So I love you, and I'll see y'all Thursday. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy.